Our reading comes from Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 9. It's probably one of the most powerful transformations of a life recorded in Scripture. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men travelling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat anything. Let us pray. Lord, as we hear your word, we pray that you may grant us inside-out transformation that we seek. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think we've had it all. Caroline has been Caroline has been really, really, <laughs> I've been practicing it three days. Caroline has almost covered everything that what's saying on this particular topic. But I'm just going to mention a few things for about 10 minutes and then we enter into what we've come for. To pray and receive a healing from God. A wonderful preacher and a wonderful hymn writer is the person of Charles Wesley. He was a Methodist minister in the 1700s who wrote over 6,000 hymns. In the last verse of his popular hymn, Love Divine or Love's Excelling, he wrote these words. He said, In Christ we change from glory to glory until in heaven we take our place. Change, transformation, and wholeness in body, in mind, in soul, and in spirits starts here on earth and will continue until we take our place in heaven. What a wonderful revelation to know that a place is reserved for you and me in our eternal home. May nothing prevent you 
from taking your place in God's kingdom. God can change and transform situations and circumstances. God can change and transform the human heart. As read for us in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 6, chapter 9, we see a classic example of a man who went through this process of the inside-out transformation. His name was Saul, and he later became Paul. With permission and all the paperwork approved for him to go and persecute the Christians, he took off, heading towards Damascus. On the way, he came in contact with the transforming God. In that encounter, he saw a light. It was a blinding light, a searchlight, a laser light. You and I at this conference need to see this light. This light is Jesus. We are all in the dark until the light of the gospel shines on us. If we are to experience this internal transformation, we must see this blinding light. We must come in contact with this blinding light. Jesus, the Son of God, who died on the cross of Calvary for our salvation, who died for our transformation. Have you seen and have you experienced this light? Brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that we may receive this light today and experience God's transforming power in the name of Jesus. In that encounter, Saul saw a light, but he also had a voice. It was a very authentic voice. He had a voice and he realized that this voice was not an ordinary voice. It's not the everyday voice that you hear. It was an authentic voice. And he responded to this voice saying, Lord, who are you? And Jesus answered him. Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It was a voice of authority. Again, until we hear this voice, we remain confused with no sense of spiritual direction. If we are to experience this inside transformation that we have been talking about all day today, we must be able to distinguish the voice of God from the noise in the world. In that encounter, Saul saw a light. He had a voice, but he also felt the presence of God. In the presence of God, he fell from his horse. He lost his sight. The inside transformation comes with humility. Jesus had to humble Saul so he could transform him into Paul. He fell from his own horse. He fell not only physically, but he fell from his heart as well. He fell from his high chair of pride. Unless you and I we fall to the foot of the cross in humility. The inside-out transformation is almost impossible. In that encounter, Saul eventually surrendered and submitted himself to God, the transformer of the human heart. Let us surrender our lives to him today and see the amazing things and see the wonderful things that he has in store for you and for me. Paul will later write into the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, chapter 2, verse 9. He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, 
about the wonderful things, the wonderful things, the amazing things that God has prepared for those who love him. Saul surrendered to God. And after three days, he was healed from blindness. He was restored and he was sent on a mission with a new name from Saul to Paul. I pray that we will leave this, con this conference with a new name. I pray that you and I will leave this conference with a new purpose. I pray that you and I will leave this conference with a fresh zeal to live for Jesus, to live the Christ-like life. I pray that you and I will leave this conference as a transformed man and woman of God. All things passed away. All things were swept away and all things became new for the Apostle Paul. He became a transformed man. May we leave this conference as transformed men and women of God. Real transformation has its roots only in God. Saul, now transformed into Paul, he was speaking to Christians in Rome like you and me. Christians who were seeking this inside-out transformation, not just the superficial stuff that is done with the makeup that can actually transform the person. My daughter came one day downstairs after an hour or two or so of makeup in her bedroom. And when she came down, I couldn't recognize her. I asked her, I said, is that you, Esther? I said, of course it's me, Daddy. It's amazing what makeup can do. She was really transformed. But you know what? With all that superficial transformation, the real you is still underneath. The real you is still there. When Paul spoke to those people in Rome, he said to them, it's the scripture that Carol Lynn. You know I always go Caroline? Because one of my daughters got that as a middle name. And it's embedded in my brain. When he wrote to them, he said to them in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he said, I beseech you, brethren, I urge you, brethren. This is a very regimental word, often used to inspire, to lift the spirit of the troops, to boast their morale and their zeal. In another life, when I was in Sierra Leone, I used to be a military chaplain during the Civil War. Don't go, oh, no. It was very serious. And in those days when the troops are ready to go on the offensive, the brigade commander, the battalion commander, the section commander, the platoon commander will call for us, the chaplains, to come and to rally around the troops, to encourage them, to inspire them to go on on some very tough missions. And that's what Paul is doing here. He's rallying around the believers. He's encouraging them. He's inspiring them. He's lifting their spirit to do what? He said, I beseech you, he said to them. And now through the spirit, Word, those recorded words are also for us today. He said to them, offer your bodies as living sacrifice. You and I must be able to subject our bodies, our mind, our soul, and our spirit to the light and to the voice of the Christ that transforms Saul into Paul. Paul is saying here that part of the process of achieving this inside transformation that will make us beautiful children of God is to surrender our humanity to God. Not weekly, not annually, but daily. 
every day, every day of our lives. And in so doing, we might be able to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Every beautiful butterfly you see has been through a sacrificial process of transformation from an egg to a lava to a pupa and then an adult butterfly. And when it takes its first flight, all you see is a beautiful butterfly that has gone through a rigorous process of transformation. For you to leave this place as that beautiful butterfly in Jesus Christ, transformation from the inside right to the outside, must take place. And it takes a conscious effort to say, God, unto you I submit and subject my humanity, my flesh, so that the true you will be born again in my heart. There are some parts of our humanity that can never be tamed. They cannot be beautified unless it becomes a daily offering to God. For a true and sustainable inside-out transformation, a daily offering of our humanity in our body is what God, through Paul, has prescribed for us. May we not ignore that prescription. On a daily basis, transformed people subject their flesh and its hunger for and thirst for worldly desires under the control of a renewed and transformed mind. This is what we ought to remember as we leave this conference today, to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God every day, every moment, so that we might be able to overcome the lust of the flesh, of the eye, and the pride of life. Paul went on to make a second point to the Roman Christians which will be the last point I will make this afternoon. He said to them, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Don't be a copycat. You go out there, you copy everything. You look at what everybody else is doing, and you do it, and you do it. At times you copy and copy and copy and copy the wrong things. I've got a two-year-old grandson. The other day, I think, he saw me while I was doing my usual shaving. And I came downstairs and he was playing with his little toy and I saw him took the toy and he's doing that. <laughs> he copies everything. And so nowadays, if I'm doing some things I don't want him to copy, what do I do? I don't let him see me. Paul is saying here, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul's recommendation for an inside-out transformation calls for the renewing of our mind. The mind is defined as the faculty of consciousness and thoughts. A lot of thoughts runs through our mind. Our mind is like the steering wheel in a car. It steers us in different directions daily. Every day it steers us in different directions. Imagine a huge truck. It's almost impossible for 10 of us to push it, to shift it, to turn to the left or to the right. But the truck has got a small mechanism that is built in it that does that job effortlessly. And that mechanism is called what? The steering wheel. It turns it left, it turns it right easily. Nothing changes until our mind 
steers us towards the change. I repeat that. Nothing changes until our minds steer us towards the change. The prodigal son was still in a mess until he changed his mind. The prodigal son was still eating pig food until he changed his mind. He allowed his mind to steer him from that place of a mess right back to where he knew he was supposed to be. He allowed his mind to say to him, I will arise and I will go back to my father and I will say unto him, until our minds change, nothing changes. You can leave this conference tonight with a purposeful mind to say, from today, my life is for Jesus and for Jesus alone. Somebody say hallelujah to that. Friends, you can make up your mind today to come home to your heavenly father. You can make up your mind today to say, God, I'm going to take you seriously from today. Of all that I've heard, of all that's been said, Lord, today I want to be serious with you. We all have relationships, and some of those relationships we class them as, oh, not a very serious relationship. But we do have some relationship that we say, that's a very serious relationship. May your relationship with God today becomes a serious relationship. A relationship that you want to work on. A relationship that you want to succeed. A relationship that you want to prosper. And that will happen when you make up your mind today and say, God, today I want to see Jesus live to die. From today I want to be in step with you. The renewing of the mind is a central part and is key to this internal transformation. And so the challenge for you and I today as I close is to develop the mind of Christ. In his letter to the Philippians, in chapter 2 of Philippians, he said in verse 5, Paul said these words to them, Let this mind be in you. The same mind that was in Christ Jesus. I am not talking about intellectual mind. I'm not talking about the brilliant minds in society in our world. But Paul made a recommendation of how you and I must achieve this mindset. Of how you and I will achieve this particular standard that we want. And the only way that standard is possible is when you and I seek for the perfect mind. When we seek for the only mind. The mind that will lead us to God. And that is the mind of Son Jesus Christ our Lord. Let this mind be in you, the same mind which was in Jesus Christ. What an noble mind, an obedient mind that is transformed by grace and that is submissive to the will of Christ. The mind of Christ is the only mind that will steer us in the right direction. That mind will steer us in the direction of righteousness. That mind will steer us in the direction of holiness. That mind will steer us in the direction of love and kindness and peace and charity. That is the mind that Paul is recommending to each and every one of us today. The mind of Christ. If there is one prayer I want you to pray today to say, God, give me the mind of your son Jesus Christ. And the rest will be history in your relationship with Jesus. That is a secret I want you to take from this conference. That is a prayer I want you to take from this conference. To say, God, give me the mind of your son, Jesus Christ. And you will begin to see the transformation flowing 
naturally because the mind begins to steer you now in all the right relationship, in good relationship, all those things that were pulling you down. The mind steers you off those things. The mind is now focusing you on those things that God intends for you in life. May the mind of Christ be ours from this conference in the name of Jesus. The mind of Christ is the mind that seeks daily to please God. The mind of Christ is the mind that is ready to do the master's will. The mind of Christ is the mind that is ready to say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done in my life. From this conference, let us go. Let us go and be the new generation of inside-out transformed people, having the mind of Christ so that in our Christian journey, we may remain steadfast, we may remain unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For in Christ we are promised inside-out transformation. For in Christ we are promised healing of our mind, of our body, of our soul, and of our spirit. I pray tonight under the unction of the Holy Spirit that you receive that healing in the name of Jesus uh, right now and right here in the name of Jesus and let the church of God say that beautiful word Amen God bless you all God bless you all God bless you all let the mind of Jesus Christ be yours and see God's transforming power in your life and see God's healing in your life and see God fixing you from the inside to the outside and people start asking, what has happened? Tell them I went to Methodist Central Hall, Westminster. Premier Christian Radio Lifeline Healing Conference 2022. Let that be the point of your testimony for your transformation. God bless you all. So he